Hey friends, it's Sonia Holmes here, and you are listening to the Own Your Work podcast, where I bring you a little bit of inspiration and some actionable steps to help you create your best work life yet. Now, you might be asking, well, Sonia, what's my best work life? Well, to keep it real simple, a work life that actually works for you. And come on, you know when it ain't working. (laughs) All right, friends. Well, I'm really excited about today's conversation. And yes, I want to say conversation because I want to talk about a couple of things that I've talked about in the past before, and that's celebrating yourself and celebrating progress. And then I want to celebrate with you some of the progress that we've made here in the podcast. Um, And then finally, I want to just talk to you about like my key learnings in this overall experience especially when it comes to consistency. So a couple of things that I want to talk about and have a conversation about. So first, friends, before I get into celebrating, I actually have to just share some gratitude and say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on this journey with me, whether this is your first time listening to an episode today or this is your 20th time, you know, and you've tuned into awe, no matter where you are on the spectrum of being Sonia-fied, <laughs> I just want to thank you for showing up. It means so much to me because I know that you could be doing anything. I know that there's a lot of different podcasts out there. You could be listening to anyone, but the fact that you are here listening to me and taking this journey with me, like it means so much to me. And when I tell you that I am so grateful, I deeply mean that wholeheartedly. I'm so grateful for uh, this time that I have with you today. So I want to say thank you before I get into celebrating, okay? (laughs) And that's me celebrating us, (laughs) y'all. So celebrating... I've talked about it in the past. I've talked about it on my very first episode. And I told you, y'all, that's something that I really believe is key. Whenever you're working towards anything, if you're tracking towards any particular area, it could be a project that you're working on. It could be something, a goal that you have, you know, at work. It can be just an area that you're focusing on in your life, whether it be, you know, getting more quality time with your family, whatever it is that you're focusing on. I've learned that celebrating celebrating the progress that you've made and who you're becoming in the process is so important. So (laughs) with that being said, friends, I want to celebrate the fact that it's been three months and we are still here. We are still showing up. And I want to celebrate a very major milestone for me. Um, And that's in totality, I've recorded and published over 21 episodes. Now you might be thinking like, why is that a thing? What's what's, you know, about the number 21, but, um, with all of my episodes, including my trailer, including my, uh, pre-release, like pre-launch bonus episode as well, all of that being live is 21 episodes. And when starting this podcast, I marked for myself a milestone that I wanted to get to was getting to 21 episodes. And I want to share with you the why behind that. The reason why I actually put down 21 episodes live as a marker for me is because that represented something. When I started early, I found that there was a quitting rate. Um, There was a rate at which most people tend to give up. And what I learned early on is that most podcasts don't make it past episode three. And then, so I think 90% doesn't make it past episode three. And then for those who do, 90% of them quit before episode 20. So (laughs) for me, just being the kind of person that I, I am, like I look at stats like that and I was just thinking like, I need to get to just 
21. Like if I can just make it to 21 past the part, you know, or past the point where most people give up, like that was important to me. So I was really like focused on, you know, not the most typical goals that you put in place, like the downloads and things like that. Like I was focused on how can I become consistent in the season? How can I show up for myself? And um, how can I get to 21? Like that's the weird number that I've been tracking. Like every time I upload an episode, I would look at that number um, to just to see how many I had and how many more left I had to get to 21. But the reason why that was a marker for me, and this is where I think you should take note and even think about this in your, your own personal life as well, is because I think understanding the quitting rate one thing, right? At the rate at which most people quit a particular thing. And then trying to get beyond the point where most people give up, it takes a lot of work and it is worth celebrating. And this can be in any endeavor. This can be in any project or any area of your life. But when you understand, like, even if you're with a company, what is the year that most people like give up, right? What is the year or the, the time that most people quit? Or you're working on a project, understanding the quitting rate and getting past that, you dramatically increase your chances of like finding success with that thing. Now, I know we define, we all define success differently, but um, success being however you define it, but getting to a point where whether it be longevity, whether it be, you know, wanting to see more traction and things like that, whatever it is, like how you're defining it, you're going to dramatically increase your chances of actually achieving that thing because you're sticking with it a little bit longer. So for me, um, that's why like 21 was a big marker for me is a milestone is something that like I kept my eyes on It's the first point, <laughs> you know, like it's where people give up. And for me, I just wanted to get past that just to see everything that it takes to get beyond those moments. I think another thing that happens when you do seek to understand the quitting rate, right, um, of whatever it is that you're in, understanding, you know, when businesses stop, like why businesses fail, you start to look for and try to figure out the reason why. And then by doing that, you start to look around the corner and figure out, okay, I know that it is very likely that I'm going to have those moments too. And then you start to think, how can I prepare myself for those moments that I'm going to experience that I'm also going to want to walk away, right? That I'm also going to want to quit, um, that are going to be hard, right? You start to look around the corner and you can begin to prepare a plan ahead of time for when you are facing those moments. So I like to call them like survival kits. Like I do this and even at work as well too. I think everybody should have like their survival kit and like the things that you need and that you go ahead of yourself and you prepare for the moments where you know, you know, we're all going to have days where we quit in our head, where we want to walk away. And so what is going to be the thing that will keep you motivated? What is going to be the thing that can, you know, um, help you to build or increase that momentum when you are having those low points? So for me, um, a couple of things is, you know, number one, like looking back at some of the feedback that I've gotten, like y'all, I'm an affirmations kind of person. So um, for me, I have messages and from people in conversations that I have, like I write those down, I journal it. And I go back to those text messages that I sent when people told me like this episode really resonated with me or this helped me. Um, and those conversations that I had with complete strangers, like I have those moments and I, I take those and I really take those to heart. So Thank you for sharing that with me. Um, 
So that I I put it in my survival kit, y'all. Anytime that you've reached out, anytime that you share, you know, feedback that was very useful for me or how it resonated with you, like I put that, hold it close to my heart. And I also hold it for those moments when I know that I'm going to face where I want to give up. So thank you for that. Another thing that I put, sorry, y'all, that was a dog. Someone was at the door. (laughs) But the second thing that I put in, I guess you could say my survival kit, right? How I prepare and look around the corner for those moments that, you know, we're going to fill is um, what I'm telling myself as well. Outside of the positive affirmations, one thing that I usually try to do to prepare for those moments is to have a plan. And for me, I focus on the why. Like, I know you've heard about this before, but this is not even like the the why and the reason why like I started it because we have a lot of different reasons that we're doing something, but I really try to go back to like focusing on who I'm becoming, right? Why do I want to continue to do this and why am I going to do it and what's the benefit or what's the reward for, you know, continuing to do it even in the moments that I don't want to do it? So that's kind of what I put in my survival kit. I try to, you know, think about that. And I love that quote by James uh, Clare. And it says that every action that you take is a vote towards the person that you wish to become. So for me, as I celebrate this moment and as I prepare and look around the corner, right, and how can I put things in place to make it very simple for myself, I'm thinking like, how can I every week cast a vote for the person that I want to be, right? And I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about who I am becoming in the process and who I am being, you know, who I am being every week when I show up here and when I do it, even when I do when I don't feel like it, right? Um, I think about the person that I am when I show up, right? So I think about that. And um, I know in one of my episodes, I talked about like not even just focusing on like becoming, right? But also who you are being. So every moment that I show up, I am being the person who shows up for herself, who does it when she doesn't really feel like it, right? And we have those moments. So um, that's how I think about it. I feel like I put some of those things into my um, like little survival kit, right? Then you also have like those people. The other thing that's in my survival kit, right, is you have like one person, just have like that one person, whether it be on the job or if you're on a project, like who really believes in you, right? You got that one person who you can call up when you don't feel like it and they know your why and they will give you the encouragement that you need, you know? Um, So Think about those people who are in your support network, who you can lean on in those moments when you don't feel like it, who sees the best in you, who you call and you get them on the phone and they just energize you, right? Without even having to ask, like it's a exchange of energy, right? Where, you know, you know that person that you're going to speak to and immediately you both just exchange positive energy and there's no draining, right? Like I'm talking about like not getting on the phone and like draining anybody, but I'm talking about, you know, what you bring and what you have to offer. And it's a positive exchange, right? So I think about that. We all should have at least you know one person <laughs> um, in our little survival kit, right? Who do we go to in those moments? And, you know, how do we exchange? What does that exchange look like? So always have like one person, right? That's kind of like my little survival kit when, um, when I'm not feeling like it, right? So 
your survival kit can be made up of whatever you want, right? You, the thing about it is you build your own, but just look around the corners for those moments. You know yourself, what do you need in the lowest moments, right? So the next thing that I like just really want to celebrate is like consistency. A big part of why I started this was like, I wanted to be consistent with showing up for myself in one particular area. Look, I'm a mom of four, I'm a wife, I work full time, and I give so much of myself in a lot of different areas. And for me, being consistent in this area, it was just saying, Sonia, this is one thing that you want to explore, you want to try out, and that you want to show up for yourself. So for me, every time when I don't feel like it, but I get up and I do it, or you know, I'm working on it or researching and you know, learning a little bit more about my craft and podcasting, every time I do that, like, yes, I am casting a vote for the person that I want to become, and I'm actually now being that. But I also just think about like, for me, it is also a form of self-care because a lot of times we think self-care is, you know, taking a walk or a lot of just different things, which I do and I prioritize. But one of the biggest things that I've learned that really gives me joy and it feeds my soul is actually just showing up for myself and doing the thing and following through on what I said I was going to do for myself. So (laughs) for me, like showing up and consistently doing this for myself for three months now is big. And I celebrate that and I'm learning how to be consistent. And one of the things that I'm learning about consistency is that it breeds momentum. Like that is one of the huge benefits of consistency. And I think a lot of times we hear about being consistent, you know, a lot of different places. And we hear like, it's the key to success and it's this and that. The reason why is because the more that you do it, you get better at it, right? And then you become better and you can get more experience. And, you know, that is what breeds success or whatever, however you define it, right? But so that is why we're consistent. But I've learned that the more that I I do this, not in terms of just being better with my craft, but it breeds momentum for me. It um, motivates me to continue to want to do it, but I'm also being better in the character and serving Sonia (laughs) and being the person that I want to be for myself. So that is like one of my like key takeaways and key learnings just overall about consistency in this whole experience. Um, And I've also learned that, yes, it breeds momentum. And I think about that quote um, where, I mean, I don't know, is it physics or whatever it is, right, (laughs) y'all? But there's that saying that an object in motion, it tends to stay in motion. And for me, that is what consistency looks like. Um, it's showing up, right? When even I, I might not feel like it or like it's stepping up and still doing it. But when I do it, right, I tend to continue to keep moving because once you just make that decision to do it one more time, then all you have to do is make another decision next week to do it again. And so an object in motion tends to stay in motion. But once you make that you know, decision to stop, it's easier to stay in that mode. So that's what I'm learning. That's why, you know, I'm really prioritizing consistency in this season. And part of the thing that I learned that's helping me to be more consistent as well too is being like, like relentlessly trying to simplify things. 
I think I shared with you in the past that I know how to overcomplicate things. I know how to make complex things, right? That can just really, it can really stop progress. So I learned in order for myself, for Sonia to show up for herself and really follow through that I have to keep things sometimes as simple and basic as possible, at least so that I can continue to go through the motion to doing it. And so what that looks like, looks like for me and what it's been looking like in this season is sometimes eliminating some things from even like a system that you might have in place or a workflow. Like I had originally starting off a workflow that just wasn't really working for me and I I was creating more barriers for myself. And a lot of the things that I wanted to do you know, with the podcast, like I envisioned this being with interviews. Like I wanted to do more interviews than solo episodes. And I'm finding myself doing solo episodes, y'all. And I'm actually really proud of that. And I celebrate that too. Like, wow, 21 episodes and most of them, 20 of them are solo. Like (laughs) I'm actually proud of that. But, um, The reason why that happened, y'all, is because I had to make it as simple as possible in order for me to follow through on my dreams. And I noticed that me trying to book interviews, me trying to figure out a time that's going to work when the kids aren't home um, while working, like that wasn't working because when the kids are out of the door, I only had a certain amount of time and then I'm working. And when I work, I'm like, in my work, you know? And so, and then after work, the kids get home. And then on the weekends, I actually keep my weekends, like for the most part to the kids. So I do very minimal on the weekends um, for the podcast. Sometimes it's just editing and like scheduling, but my early mornings is where I envision doing like before my start time at work, where I envision like doing, you know, the podcasting and recordings. However, y'all, something so simple that I forgot to think about, my kids was home over the summertime. So except for the little one. So that meant that I could have interruptions before work started. And, you know, and so for me, that just became so complex and it felt so heavy to try to think through and navigate through. And I realized that me having this idea or this expectation that I was going to have interviews on a podcast during the summer is not realistic. Y'all, I tried it one time. And let me tell you, the day that I did the interview, it was actually a day that we were off of work and the kids, the um, daycare was actually closed as well. Um, So then the baby ended up being home. I'm like, oh, I don't want to reschedule this. Right. And let me tell you, we were having a really good conversation. And then at the end of the episode, baby comes knocking on the door, comes in. And I'm like, I felt like I had to end it abruptly. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so stressful. Like, let me just focus back on solo episodes for now. And then eventually we'll get back to trying to, at least trying to schedule out, um, you know, some, ep- some uh, interviews. So that's like the next thing that I'm working on. And I'm excited about that. Kids are back in school now. So, you know, just trying to figure out a schedule that that's going to actually be to work where I can now, you know, start to get interviews in early morning. My kids are out of the house by 6.55 a.m. So I usually do have um, a good amount of time before um, I start work. So anyway, still figuring out all those things. But I did not want to let that become a barrier. I didn't want overthinking because I know I can overthink and I know I can overcomplicate. I wanted to make it as simple as possible so that I could follow through. And so I had to shift, you know, my original expectations, which was okay. Part of the process to being consistent and showing up for yourself towards any particular goal that you have is 
always reassessing your goals and making sure that you are putting realistic things in place. And when it's not, like adjusting it, really figuring out, okay, what's really realistic for me? And I knew that that expectation that I had was not realistic. Like it wouldn't work without causing myself additional stress and heartache. So I was just like, um, we got to skip that. So, (laughs) but I am so, so like just proud of myself. And I think one of like, just what I've learned is recognize any barriers that are inhibiting you from showing up for yourself. Recognize barriers that are inhibiting you from showing up for yourself. And I think once you do that, and once you aim to simplify it as much as possible, be relentless about looking at your process and your workflow and removing anything that is not necessary, it is going to make it so much easier for you to show up in a way that you are proud of yourself. Y'all, when I tell you I was, I like try to keep it as simple. I tell myself like on my bad day, this is what my plan is. Okay. Right. This is part of my plan and my survival kit. Like what's your plan for your bad day? Look, I know that on a bad day that I can get here and I can share with you for seven minutes, something that is meaningful, a conversation that can help to just even build relationship between you and I, between me and my listeners. And at the very least, I can do that. On my worst days, I can do that. And I'm so happy that I've been showing up the way that I have because the relationships that I'm already building, it means the world to me. And I want to just share this last thing for you. In order for you to be consistent, ask yourself, what is the thing that you can do to simplify, but what is the minimum effort required, right, on your bad day? And for me, that's like, I just say, if I can get on here and record something and talk with you and have a meaningful, impactful conversation for seven minutes, I will feel good. And I will feel like I've showed up for myself because I I did it again and I casted another vote for the person that I wish to become. So, (laughs) so friends, I hope if anything that you got from this episode today, number one, I really hope that you walk away and that you look at your life and the things that you're working on and the areas that you're focused on and ask yourself, what do I want to celebrate? What progress do you want to celebrate? Give yourself permission to celebrate yourself, the progress that you've made and also who you become in the process. So that's my homework for you. I want you to do that. Okay, friend. And then the other thing I want you to do is to think about how you are viewing consistency. What do you need to do to show up for yourself in that particular area? What can you do to make it so simple for yourself that on your bad day, right, on your worst day, (laughs) that you would be able to show up for yourself? Think about those processes. Think about your survival kit. Think about all those things and make it as simple as possible so that you can show up for yourself at minimum. Okay. So friends, I hope this made sense for you today, but I'm so glad again, if you made it to the end, like, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And until next time, friends, remember there's so much more to you than the work that you do. Own your work. Don't let work own you until next time, friends. Bye.